Well, for those of you anxiously awaiting Arizona and Colorado to make a decision about whether or not to stay in the Pac-12, I have a message for you. I think you're going to have to be patient. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Pac-12. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and your number one source to stay up to date with our media rights free and beloved conference of champions. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, please and thank you wherever you listen to or watch the show. Loads to get to today. But I want to start with all this Arizona and Colorado conversation, which just flies around the internet, true or not, speculative or not, this is all the rage at the moment, and I understand that. And I think that there are a lot of, sorry, I don't think, I know that there are a lot of people out there who would love to see Colorado go to the Big 12, and who would love to see Arizona follow, and who would love to see the Pac-12 suffer an imminent demise. I also know, for a fact, because some of you have talked to me here on the show via the YouTube comments, that you're a Big 12 fan and you don't want to see that sort of stuff happen because you, like me, appreciate the regionality, tradition, history of matchups in college football. That's what makes it special. And all this conference realignment stuff tears that that particular fabric. But that's a conversation for another day. So as Colorado and Arizona are just constantly on everybody's mind, constantly in the headlines, are they going to go? Are they moving? They're moving. They're not. It's a fake report. It's not a fake report. All this sort of stuff. If you are someone who's anxiously awaiting an answer here, if you're kind of new to this Pac-12 realignment media rights stuff, I've got some news for you. You're going to have to wait. Now, how long are you going to have to wait? That I don't know the answer to. You don't know the answer. Nobody else really knows the answer either. Now, we are starting to get into the crunch time stage of things with regards to the Pac-12 media deal. Because San Diego State's exit fee triples if they notify the Mountain West after June 30th. And I think the Big 12 is probably interested in adding them. So if you're going to announce a new deal, or at the very least, if you're going to announce expansion teams, then a new deal, and no one's clear on what this order is actually going to be, then yeah, June 30th, that's a date to watch out for. But at this point in time, it appears very clear that Pac-12 is going to use all of the time it possibly can to try and find the best possible deal. And if you're Arizona and Colorado, let's say you are legitimately thinking, I'll talk about their president's comments to indicate that they're at least keeping it on the back burner at this point in time. If you're thinking about whether you should be in the Pac-12 or the Big 12, you don't have to be in a hurry. Now, I mentioned these two schools because of comments, not because of reports I've seen flying around Twitter of, uh, shall we say, sketchy truthfulness or honesty and such, or ones that, you know, like we've talked about here on the show from the Tallahassee Journal that are just outright false and fake, but because the statements that we have seen from athletic directors and presidents, presidents vote on realignment. We're talking about them later on the show. Remember, that's going on my gravestone. Spencer McLaughlin. Hopefully the year, the, the final year is like a long, 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 long time from now. But it's going to say presidents vote on realignment. 
because it's the most important thing to remember in all these sorts of calculations, as we'll get to later in the show. But for Arizona and Colorado, their presidents, Phil DeStefano, or it was Rick George actually recently made the comment that we'd like to be in the Pac-12, we want to be in the Pac-12, but we have to do what's best for Colorado. I think that's a fair and reasonable place to be, especially for a school like Colorado that is not the most cash flush in our beloved Conference of Champions. Arizona, same thing. It's not that these schools have no money whatsoever, but are they in the upper tier of college football financially? No. I mean, Colorado's athletic director, Rick George, admitted a while back that, yeah, we, uh, we've committed to pay all this money for Deion Sanders to be our head coach. I don't actually have it yet. We don't have it yet, but we're going to have it. And I'm sure that that is all going to be perfectly fine. But other schools wouldn't have that problem. Your Oregons, your Washingtons, your USC's, your UCLA's, they would not have that sort of situation, right? Like the University of Oregon paying Dan Lanning, I think it's four something million dollars a year. They are not actively trying to raise the money so that they can pay that every year. Like these are, they're in different financial situations here. So for programs like that, it makes perfect sense. And I think is a completely fair and honest place to be in terms of realignment to say, hey, this is where we want to be. This is where we feel our best interests lie. But also, if this comes to pass, if scenario X comes to pass, we we might have to make a different call. So Rick George said that. Robert Robbins a while back also said basically the same thing, which is we want to be in the Pac-12. This is what we're working on. We're, we're going after a media deal. We want to see what it is. Let's see what the offer is. And if you're Colorado and Arizona, of course you want to see what the offer is. Because there are a number of other considerations as to why they want to be in the Pac-12. And th- this is something that becomes increasingly clear with every passing day. Two things become increasingly clear. Number one, the pressure on the Pac-12 ratchets up with every day that goes by. That is absolutely true. And number two, none of these schools want the Big 12. They may end up there, though I doubt it, one day. But the only way in which they would end up in the Big 12, and the Big 12 would welcome them with open arms, as we know, and they've been very open and honest about that fact as well, and why wouldn't they be, is if they get forced there if they feel like that is the best path for them because the Pac-12 isn't able to put together a deal that satisfies their needs financially for their athletic department. Because in this modern world of coaches moving, of NIL, of sports becoming more popular, the money is bigger. And if you are falling behind at a rate that you don't think allows you to continue to be competitive and that you can't make up the gap for, you know, from a, a fundraising standpoint, or you can't move money around at the university in a way that allows you to just operate with whatever budget you want, then yes, you have to make these sorts of considerations. I think that's reasonable. But if you're Colorado and Arizona, my, my, my whole point here on, on this opening rant is, there's no reason, right? People who want them to move, you, you're just going to have to wait because the Pac-12 is clearly content to draw this thing out as long as they feel they need to to find the best deal possible. But if you're Colorado and Arizona, what do you care? You don't need to decide tomorrow, right? All this talk about 
You know, the Pac-12's got to get its deal done, or these schools, uh, they're, they're going to jump any day. They're not going to jump any day. If they wanted to jump any day, they've had, I don't know, the past eight months or so to do just that. There is no downside if you're Colorado and Arizona to waiting to see what sort of deal, it, whether it comes at the 11th hour or not, what sort of deal the Pac-12 can put forward and if that allows you to be there because for all the people who would like arizona and colorado just go to the big 12 how does that serve their best interests well you know the 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 numbers they've seen clearly aren't good enough maybe that could 100 percent be true we don't know that because we haven't seen any information indicating as much but i think that's a reasonable speculation to say there have been numbers tossed around but the deal hasn't been finalized yet. But even if those numbers are below where you'd like it to be, if you're Arizona and Colorado, why not wait to see if the Pac-12 can get a better deal? Why not wait to see if they can get more money or more linear or or whatever the holdup is for these respective schools? Why not wait? Because at some point, the Pac-12 is going to have to make a move on that front. And if they can't, then you have your answer. But going now would remove the possibility of the Pac-12 putting together a deal that you find to be tenable. So I I don't foresee either of these schools doing anything before there's an actual final deal and they can look at it and say, okay, we feel we're going to be better off elsewhere. I think both those presidents have indicated that. I think that's a fair and reasonable mindset to be in. And if you're the Pac-12, yep, pressure's ratcheting up. Pressure's been there for quite a long time. Maybe it'll make a diamond in this instance, or maybe the balloon will pop. We don't know what's going to happen with that deal. But if you're Arizona and Colorado, of course you can wait to find out. Big 12 will take you at any point in time. Now, whether or not they want to make that decision depends on one thing in particular. It's not something that you can bet on at FanDuel, but you can get everything else you need over at FanDuel because you can make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. New customers right now get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You talk about value. That's some value right there. They've got great promotions every day. Safe, secure, super easy to use app. You get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet the NBA Finals, which are really fun, than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, we're officially dubbing that the second segment sip, by the way, to just kind of keep my mouth from getting too dry, keep the throat from maybe producing a cough here and there. Nobody wants to see or hear that, especially me, by the way. So here's what this is all going to depend on for Arizona and Colorado. And I've discussed this at length on the show. And, you know, generally speaking, following, you know, comments that people make on YouTube or messages I get sent or watching, uh, you know, know, dialogue that takes place online elsewhere, people have come around to what I began talking about and got a lot of pushback for a while back to the notion that there are more considerations at play for a university than just sports. 
And financially speaking, this is very true. I always and will continue to cite Utah as the best example here. When Utah joined the Pac-12 from the Mountain West, the amount of research dollars that they were doing as a university was around like 90 to 100 million. Their stated goal is now a billion dollars. This past year, fiscally, they did 686 million. I am not here saying that a school could not get into the mindset of we might need to go elsewhere just because of that. But I think it is misguided to say that that is not a consideration because a university president, remember, presidents vote on realignment, a university president is in charge of everything that's happening at the university, not just athletics and not just the research budget, by the way. And there are other factors to consider when when figuring out how this balance kind of plays out at a school. So it's not as simple, I don't believe, as just looking at one side or just looking at the other. Because what it ultimately comes down to and whether or not, you know, the Big 12 could be seen as an appealing option for Arizona and Colorado. I don't think they see it as appealing. I think they see it as could this end up being the best that we can get? Because again, if they found it appealing, they would be over there already. But they are not, and they're giving the Pac-12 and George Klyavkov and company and all the presidents and everybody working on the deal, giving them a shot to figure this thing out. But for a university president, you can very easily look at a calculation mathematically and say, hmm, we have a stronger academic conference in the Pac-12. That's unquestionable. We can do more research money as a school in the Pac-12. Again, not deniable. It is not particularly close. The biggest research school in the Big 12 is its newcomer. Well, once Texas and Oklahoma leave, because I think the answer is Texas there. But of the remaining schools, once those big brands are gone, the biggest school is a newcomer, Cincinnati. It's like five, six, seven hundred million or so a year. There are multiple schools in the pack that do over a billion. There are four, I believe. Stanford, Cal, Colorado, and Washington. Okay, Big, big dollars here. So a president could look at that landscape and say, we don't want to go over there because we don't feel it's in our best interests in that particular area. However, a president's priorities are only the only people privy to what goes on inside their heads would be the president's. And their closest staff members, of which, sadly, I am not. But if you're a president and looking at this sort of stuff, you have to weigh what your academic standing, what your academic research future in terms of dollars looks like at your school going forward in one conference versus another. But you also have to consider how much you value athletics as a university. Because if you see it the way that I see it and the way that a lot of other people in this country and in the world who come to these schools see it as well, but you know, mostly in the, in the United States where we get our biggest college sports fans from, college sports, specifically football and basketball, are the front porch for your university. So if you view that as being an essential element to being able to promote and publicize your school, which it is, then that is kind of the other side of the coin, right? So that's a consideration for every university president in the Pac-12 
to factor in. And I, again, you can be in whatever mindset you want, right? Arizona might prioritize having the most competitive athletic department possible more than Stanford, for instance. I think that's probably a pretty reasonable assumption given the track records of each of those universities. So if you're Robert Robbins at Arizona, you could very easily look at the Pac-12 and say, my job is to maximize the total amount of money that comes into this university. So no matter what, I'm staying in the Pac-12 because that gives us the best chance to do that, which is true if you're factoring in the research dollars. But if the Pac-12 media deal is so far behind financially that you would either have to supplement the budget for an athletic department with student fees, which you may or may not be willing or able to do, or you'd have to find money elsewhere at the school to put into the athletic department, that might not be something that these presidents see as possible or desirable And thus the consideration of going to another conference could then become more appealing. Because when you talk, when I'm talking about all this money and like the research dollars and everything like that, it's 100% a factor for university presidents. But here's the other thing. It's not as if that money that comes in goes to the athletic department. Don't get it construed like, like that. Because you can't just take that money that you get from from grants or other universities or the government or whoever, Department of Education, it comes from a variety of places. My understanding is you can't just take that money and then put it into the athletic department if you want. Because it's going for a specific purpose, right? And governments get involved. And governments are going to be very, very picky about what you do with the money that you give them. Or at least they should be because it's taxpayer dollars and such. So... That that's a really, really fine line to be able to walk of what what can I do versus what should I do and what is feasible, right? All these sorts of calculations get weighed by a university president when factoring in what conference do I want to be in. Now, it's part of his budget to say, or part of the budget that he's operating or that he is at the end of the day in charge of, he or she. But at the end of the day, the president's can't just say, well, you know, it's worth more money over here, so we're going to have more money as a school. They could. They absolutely could. But if they're a president, if he or she is a president that places a high priority on athletic competitiveness and what that does for your school, and you bring that into play more than a different school, then the Big 12 might appear as a more appealing option. So that calculation is what it's going to come down to. Am I just looking at the dollar amount for my entire university? Am I looking at the dollar amount for the athletic department? Am I weighing at 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20, 50, 50? Don't know. But whether or not these presidents would actually be willing to make a move the way a lot of people want them to is going to come down to what their priorities are. That is the one thing that this all hinges on. What are their priorities? Because we've seen the numbers for what you can do academically and research-wise, and make no mistake about it, these are higher-up academic elites. That sort of stuff matters a great deal to them. More matters a lot more to them than it does to you and me. I personally don't care very much. You don't tune into this show to hear me talk about academics and such. 
it's a part of this conversation, hence why I'm bringing it up. But I care about college football and basketball and some other sports as well. Baseball and softball are electric this time of year. Pac-12 softball is elite, by the way. Bummer that Oklahoma is just better than everybody else. But such is life. So I think that's how this all breaks down. Curious as to your thoughts, drop them in the YouTube comments or hit me up on Twitter at Smalls underscore 55 or at LO underscore Pac-12. Last thing for the day. How about Arizona State? You know, Arizona State has a reputation for being a poor academic school, for being a safety school, for being a joke of a school, like as an actual school, right? You know, athletics, that's that's a whole other conversation here. Well, for those of you who are relatively new around here, there's another one of these academic terms that's been brought up many times on the show over the last several months, and it's membership in the AAU club. It's basically what it is. The American Association of Universities is a collection of schools in the United States whose mission is to promote interconnectedness, partnerships, research, academic and research achievement and all this sort of stuff. I could read you their mission statement word for word. You can also look it up, but that's the gist of it. If you are an AAU school, it is a rather prestigious in the world of academia honor for your school to have that label. And in the Pac-12, coming into this year, all but three schools were AAU members. That number is now all but two. Because Arizona State is the latest Pac-12 school to receive AAU membership. So did South Florida, by the way. Spencer, why did you say that? Spencer, why why did you say... It's like in Batman versus Superman. Why did you say that name? Why did you say... I've just thrown it out before. It's just like a name to watch down the line. If realignment ever gets really, really crazy in several years. South Florida, an AAU member. I don't know. I'm just... I'm, I'm just saying 10 of the 12 Pac-12 schools are. I think there are two in the Big 12. It matters to the Pac. It it just does. So Arizona State's gotten this. They also have, I believe, a new medical school that's a, a component of this sort of stuff. And one of you uh, asked a question. Uh, I apologize. I forgot who that was, but you know who you are out there. Feel free to hop in the YouTube comments and shout yourself out. Uh, wanted my thoughts on Arizona State getting AAU membership. I don't think it changes very much. I, I I don't think that this is, you know, indicative of Arizona State would never go anywhere. If the Pac-12 media deal came in and it was $21 million per school per year, yeah, they might think about going somewhere. <laughs> like At the end of the day, it's that same calculation that I was talking about for, for a while earlier on today's show. But I think it's good for Arizona State. The Pac-12 presidents, I'm sure very much appreciate that sort of stuff because it's something that, you know, schools like San Diego State are chasing. They want to be AAU members. They want to be R1 institutions. This stuff very much matters to them. And conference alignment is, is most definitely a part of that. I do think there's, you know, a little bit of an upside component to it. If you're talking about the mindset of a school, the fact that they're pursuing this right now I think is indicative of the conference they're currently in 
rather than the conference some people would like them to go to, the Big 12. Because the Big 12 presidents, like they, they, it, it's just not as much a part of the culture over there. It's not that they don't care about academics or that they don't have, sco- have good schools at all, but it's clearly a, highly, a higher priority in the pack. So I do think it's, it's kind of telling on some level that Arizona State was able to garner this recognition as a university and kind of increase their standing in the academic community. That aligns them culturally more with the Pac-12. But is it, you know, the the tell-all that 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 some people might think is no, no, I I, I don't think so. I think it's good for ASU. I I think it makes a lot of sense because this sort of stuff matters to 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 these presidents, and clearly they've put in the work to do that. That's not an easy achievement, by the way. You you have to have academic standards. You have to have cultural standards, you have to have research standards, you have to have a lot of investment, a lot of people put in time to to make that sort of stuff happen. I don't think it radically alters where they sit on the realignment front. They have pretty distinctly shut down the Big 12 rumors that that were out there a while ago because Arizona and Colorado have kind of merged as like the hot names now. You don't hear a lot from Utah and Arizona State because when they were getting all mentioned together as the four corner schools, Utah and Arizona State were the ones to most firmly come out and say, yeah, no, this is not happening. We're we're not doing this. Stop talking about it and such. So now we're on to Arizona and Colorado who just kind of like left the door cracked open and such, but good for ASU. All right. I think that's enough for today. Appreciate everyone listening. See you next time. And until then, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.